Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Let's go places. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Panini America is breaking new ground with exclusive NIL deals featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. They had Washington's Michael Penix Jr., How about J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback at Michigan, rising star Arch Manning at Texas? If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. New features coming out all the time. Brand new license with WWE that's now there at the Panini site. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Make sure you check out Everything for the most popular trading cards with brands like Prism, Donruss, and more at PaniniAmerica.net or the Panini Direct app. Plus, discover Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest moments of the week. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. The official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Reggie Miller will stop by. Scotty Pippen will stop by. Has Scotty been in the news lately? I haven't uh, been following here. Scotty will uh, join us coming up in the final hour of the show. Your phone calls always welcome. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Suns go up 3-1 on the Clippers. Bucks up 2-1 on the Hawks. We'll dissect that coming up in a little bit. Clippers at the Suns. Game 5 coming up tonight. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. McLovin, what kind of poll questions are you thinking today before I get to my big announcement? Okay, it's polarizing, but I think we need to get into it. Has this been a good or a bad postseason for Paul George of the Clippers? Okay, we'll get to that in a moment. What else? Okay, uh, who is the guy in this playoffs that you'd never heard of before that now you definitely know? I would have just nominated a couple. Clippers Terrence Mann, Suns Campaign, uh, the Bucks Bobby Portis, uh, or John Collins of Atlanta? Did people know Atlanta? Are there are all these weird names that are emerging. Who's the guy? Is anybody catching your fancy as a star? I know you know these guys. Terrence Mann has been interesting. I, because you, you think of Field of Dreams with James Earl Jones' character. And that's the only reason why. He's like Terrence Mann. And then that's a character from a movie. All right, one more quick NBA one before you get to the announcement. Okay. Who has the most to add to their legacy in this NBA playoffs? Is it obviously Chris Paul, or could you put Giannis or Chris Middleton on that list as well? Well, Giannis is going to have time. Chris Paul doesn't have time. This might be the last call for Chris Paul. And I would say Chris Paul, get to the finals, and if you happen to win a championship— that's sort of legacy-defining for Chris Paul because he's the most decorated player probably in the history of the NBA who's never been to the NBA Finals. We'll settle on a poll question. we got a play of the day, stat of the day, and your phone calls are always welcome. 
You know that I've been passionate about one person getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I've been talking about John Facenda. And I never met John Facenda. Let me give you just a little taste of the voice of God. This is the NFL's voice, John Facenda, just to give you an idea of what that sound was growing up with NFL films, how important it was to an entire generation. Here is the late John Facenda. The autumn wind is a pirate blustering in from sea with a rollicking song he sweeps along swaggering boisterously his face is weather beaten he wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache he growls as he storms the country a villain big and bold and the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. So it was a while ago, and I talked to McLovin about this. Actually, I reached out to the Pro Football Hall of Fame because John Facenda is not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Baseball celebrates its voices. And I thought, why doesn't the NFL celebrate its voices or the voice of the NFL? He's a contributor, and he should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I wrote a letter to David Baker. David is the president of the Hall of Fame, and and he was very nice, very polite, uh, welcoming. And I said, look, David, I don't know John Facenda. I never met him. I don't know his family. I just know what he meant to me growing up. And David said, submit a letter, and then I'll pass it on. Yesterday, I get a phone call, and it's from the Pro Football Hall of Fame to tell us John Facenda is going in. He is the recipient of the Pete Rosell Radio Television Award. And uh, let me bring in David Baker, the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. First of all, David, thank you for putting up with me. And second of all, this is awesome. This is great news. It made my weekend. So thank you. Dan, you're easy to put up with because uh, we love what you do and we appreciate all you've done for the game. Uh, but this was kind of a unique experience because I remember when you called me first before you sent me that letter. And uh, it was, uh, it, it's a process much like all of our Hall of Famers, uh, but the Pete Rosell Award is really unique because it's about excellence in broadcasting football. And John Facinda, as you know, was not really a broadcaster. He didn't broadcast games. He didn't, uh, you know, he, he, he wasn't uh, like one of the guys in the booths there, but he was at NFL Films, like you said, referred to as the voice of God. And for a whole generation of football fans, uh, this guy is a voice, that baritone is synonymous with strength and power and the character of the NFL. And, and, and he helped us love the game. And it's fitting that in a year that Steve Sable goes in as a Hall of Famer uh, to join his dad, Ed Sable, as a Hall of Famer, both will have bronze bust there, uh, that John Vicenda will receive the Pete Rizal Award for Excellence in Broadcasting. Thank you for, uh, for everything here. I, like I said to you when I talked to you and I wrote the letter, I, I never met him. I just know what he meant to me and an entire generation. And hopefully a new generation gets to experience John Facenda. But I want to thank the Pro Football Hall of Fame and, and certainly you, David, for uh, entertaining this idea. Hey, I promise you, Dan, we're going to keep his legacy alive now forever. That's what we do at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But uh, what's pretty cool, and this is a real compliment to you, and you know, I'm sure your listeners know it, but uh, when you called me, you weren't calling me as Dan Patrick celebrity. You were calling as a fan. Yeah. You, you, you loved the game. You loved what this guy had done. And for so many of us on Saturdays, you know, it was being in front of the TV set to watch NFL films, football follies, or you know, the, those mythical things that – Steve Sable would weave together and John Facinda would narrate. Uh, and when you sent your letter, which was, was well done, uh, you know, and it went on to our committee of selectors uh, for this 
Hugh Rosell Award, uh, you know, it kind of opened the door to people saying, yeah, this is somebody who should be recognized. This is somebody who, uh, for not only for this generation of fans, but probably for generations to come, because things like you just played for the autumn wind, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it is synonymous with an NFL. And uh, this year, he'll go in um, as the recipient of the Pete Rosell Award. Uh, we actually have what we think is going to be the greatest gathering in football ever that's going to take place in Canton to kick off the 102nd season of the NFL um, because we have really two classes. With the pandemic having cla- canceled last year's enshrinement, we will have this incredible centennial class that will um, celebrate you know, the 100th year of the NFL where we were having 20 Hall of Famers for 2020 and now we have the class of 2021. So we have the unique situation of um, having two Pete Rozell recipients that'll be honored. Uh, Joe Buck for 2020, uh, he was actually honored in the middle of the game from Cleveland uh, at halftime. Uh, that's when he was informed. And because uh, John is no longer around, his son Jack will receive the award uh, on August 6th at the Gold Jacket. Uh, presentation, um, but we thought it appropriate since you put in the nomination uh, that we call you and give you the good news. David, I look forward to it, and uh, thank you again. We appreciate everything the Pro Football Hall of Fame has done. Thanks, Dan. Thank you for all you do for the game. That is uh, David Baker. He is the president CEO of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. Nice work. Nice work. I, I got that call you know, late yesterday afternoon. And it was a you know Cleveland area code, and I go, who's calling me from Cleveland? I got friends there. My sister lives there, and I'm going. I don't know who this is. I pick up, and I go, yep. And he said, uh, hey, such and such, Pro Football Hall of Fame, and I go, I I can't go in. And then <laughs> he said, well, no, you're not going in. I said, uh, he goes John Facenda is. I go, what? Say yeah, John Facenda is going to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So. Um, I take no credit for it other than just to open their eyes to and their ears to somebody who like that was a big deal. NFL films was huge. And I and I I fought long and hard behind the scenes for Steve Sable, you know, Ed Sable. I mean, they what they did for the game. You can make a case. Not that anybody's going to an argument. They were as instrumental as anybody in the history of the sport. In growing it, when you when you talk about contributions, that's a contribution. And John Facenda was a newsman in Philadelphia. He wasn't even a sports guy, but he had that voice. And and how they created NFL films in those features was was really instrumental in in my love of the game or growing to love the game even more. Um, so. John Facenda is going into the Hall of Fame, and uh, thank you again to the Pro Football Hall of Fame for listening to me. They probably thought, oh, here's that Dan Patrick guy again. Yes, Paul. First of all, good job. But secondly, I think you brought this up maybe a little over a year ago. I can't remember when the date, but we were all surprised that he wasn't in because if you're, I think, uh, 40 plus, you kind of assume John Facenda is one of the blocks of the building of the NFL. And we grew. I used to watch these tapes, these VHS tapes, and his voice was on it. That's how I got to know him. So I think it's one of those things. It's almost like it's almost like what you did, Dan, was like the Veterans Committee, where they you saw an oversight that maybe no one really thought about. But when people move on to more modern broadcasters, and they probably forgot about some of the older ones. But also, he didn't do play-by-play, and he wasn't a studio host. Like he was just an announcer. He was just a voice. And I think that was the hard part that I was trying to push through that or knock it down with just. You know, what? what is the true football broadcaster? And I said, he doesn't do play-by-play, and he's not a studio host. He just is the voice of the NFL. And that's, to me, worthy enough to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, McLovin. I love the irony, too, that you tried out for the uh, know, NFL films. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. just a great part about it. When, when, when John passed away, and I did a feature at NFL Films when I was at CNN back in the mid-'80s, and I thought, while I'm here, I should probably let them hear this voice. And I went into a uh, recording studio at NFL Films. 
probably the same recording studio that John Facenda was in. And I, I gave a read, but I gave a read as John Facenda. I, I didn't do it in just my normal voice. I went down like this. The silver and black clad masters of intimidation nearly took Joe. Th- like, and they, you know, I think they were just being polite. They're like, okay, all right. I, I said, you know, let me know. I said, it'll be hard for me to come all the way down here to NFL Films. But, uh, you know, let me know. Like, I think I, I got a shot here. I'm still waiting to hear back from NFL Films. <laughs> but I've heard back from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, uh, that's awesome. And McLovin, thank you as well, because we were bouncing ideas. And I just said, you know, I got to craft something that is going to sound and look professional and that, you know, my passion as a football fan, as a kid, is going to be incorporated in this. And and you were very instrumental in helping me with that. Oh, I appreciate that. You know, I, I you know, Films is a Philadelphia company. It was yeah. a big deal. They used to have assemblies where they would bring you into the uh, auditorium to watch a 1984 Eagles highlight film. Yeah. And then at the end, they'd be like, despite the 4-11 and 11 record, the hopes are good for gangrene or whatever. Yeah. Might have been four and twelve, not four and eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I couldn't <laughs> yeah, remember back okay. when I was a kid. There were fourteen oh, games. Yeah, fourteen so, yeah. games. Yeah, I didn't Paul. know. I used to love NFL films in the eighties. Used to do a team like a yearbook video. Yeah. You, you could order it. Like I think if you bought Sports Illustrated, they'd send you a copy. Yeah. And if your team sucked, it'd be like <laughs> Chicago Bears building for the future. Yeah, we're five and eleven. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Reggie Miller on the call alongside Marv Albert, Eastern Conference Finals between the Bucks and the Hawks on TNT, and Reggie joins us now. What would you ask Scotty Pippen? <laughs> his, uh, his name has been in the news lately, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I probably would ask Scotty. He is perhaps the second half of one of the most famous duos in our game ever, right? I would want to know if he ever won a one-on-one game with Michael Jordan in their prime during practice because Michael was notorious for playing one-on-one with his teammates. I want to know if at all Scotty ever won one of those games. Do you think they're friends? Define friends. Off the off the court? Hang. I think they are. Look, they, they shared too much bub not to be friends. I do. I think they're friends. I think, uh, look, the last dance, in my opinion, didn't portray Scotty in the way as a competitor going against Scotty has I felt against him. It was Michael's doc. It was from his point of view. Yeah, but Mike was rough on him. He didn't have. He was. He didn't but, have but, to talk about the dumbest contract ever signed, and I don't know. That's, but hold on. Let me ask a question. Right. When you were when you were watching that doc, did you say that to yourself? That was the dumbest contract ever signed. Did you say it? I said it. Everyone said it. So when Michael says it, he's wrong. Does it need to be said? How many years later? If everybody knew it, then why does it need to be said again? Well, you know, Michael loves taking jabs. That's true. And I. I think they're friends because, again, they've shared so many unbelievable moments together. And I do agree with Scotty. There would be no six without Scotty. I do agree with that. But I think where it kind of gets inflated from Scotty's point of view is Michael was definitely the alpha. He's got to understand that. And I, I think that kind of gets blurred in the lines a little bit with uh, with Pip. But I don't understand this, Reg, because he's mm-hmm. saying that when when Phil Jackson picked Tony Kukoc to take the last shot in the playoffs against the Knicks 1994, he said, go back and look at it, and you can see it. It was my team. Why are you uh, telling me to take the ball out game-tying shot? He says, read between the fine lines. Then he goes on to say that it was a racial move to give Tony Kukoc a rise. So no, so no, no. further explanation of that. Uh, no, no. See, I don't agree with that. No, 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 no. There's plenty of times I've been a decoy on the Pacers team. There's just times when that has to be the case because everyone assumes and knows the ball is going to go to you. And sometimes you have to be a decoy. The whole racial point. No, absolutely not. I, that I don't roll with. But Kukoc, you only had 1.8 seconds, whatever. Kukoc would have been a better deep shooter than Scottie Pippen. And he made the shot, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess and I guess Phil was right. But I also trying to understand, you know, Scotty. it's like – it's not a midlife crisis because I don't know Scottie Pippen, but it, it, it feels like that with the reaction to the documentary. Um, he says what he says about the last shot. He says what he says about Durant and Durant's not LeBron. And like, I'm okay with his thoughts on Kevin Durant. I don't agree, but all right, that's his opinion. If he thinks Kevin Durant's not a, a great team player and LeBron would have made the Nets better. Okay. That's his opinion. 
that seemed to make a lot of headlines just because he was critical of Kevin. Anytime you include LeBron in a conversation and then Kevin Durant fires back, then you got yourself, you know. It's a fire. Yeah. Anytime you're going to anytime you're going to throw out MJ, LeBron, KD and put yourself in the mix. I mean, you're talking about heavy hitters in our game. Well, is Kevin All Durant time. a floor is is he a, a good team player? Durant? Yeah, with what you Absolutely. saw in this series. Like, Absolutely. Would LeBron Absolutely. have made his teammates better in the same situation? Because that's what Scotty's arguing. I, I personally just thought Scott, uh, Kevin Durant was fatigued. That, that To me, that had nothing to do with involving your teammates and being selfish. And I just thought KD was was fatigued at that moment of the game of playing every single minute yeah. of that game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kept thinking, okay, using Scotty's logic, then LeBron is going to make Joe Harris make those shots. Now James Harden's now going to make some shots. Like those guys let Durant down I, by necessity. Kevin Durant he had to, do had what to he take did. that shot. Yes. yes. He was a, he, he was a one man band in that particular moment. But that is no slight to me. I, I think the reason why Steve Nash didn't call a timeout, there's no way that Milwaukee was going to be able to set their defense. And I'm going to roll the dice. Kevin Durant's been fantastic for us the last three ball games. I'm going to roll with my home run hitter, and he came up short. That's no slight to saying LeBron would have been better in that moment. We've seen the history of Kevin Durant make big-time shots throughout his career. He was half an inch from sending Milwaukee home anyways. Yeah. So I, I disagree on Scotty on that end. I don't think it's a midlife crisis. I think he just wants people to remember he was a, the second part of a duo, one of the greatest duos this game has ever seen. And basketball and historians like yourself, like myself, we know, I think it's the generation that's the younger generation really doesn't know who Scottie Pippen is. And the last doc didn't help in terms of how they feel about him. Reg on the call with uh, Marv for the Bucks and the Hawks on TNT. Watching Chris Middleton, it feels like he's the closer for this team. He's not the star, but when Chris Middleton plays well, the Milwaukee Bucks win. Does he know his role on this team? Yes. And you are 100% correct. And I think I said that on the air last night. You have to have the ball in his hands three minutes or less when the game is close because Giannis doesn't make free throws and they're going to intentionally foul him. And he doesn't have an offensive game where he can create his own shot. I almost would say Drew Holiday is second in terms of command of having the ball in their hands. Both of those guys can make plays. Giannis is the best player. He's the most talented on that team. He is like through three and a half quarters, he's going to set this team up and put them in the right position to win. But when it's closing time, you put the ball in, in Chris Middleton's hands and let him finish. And case in point was last night. He had struggled in games one and two, 15 points apiece, 30 points in, in, in two games. And he erupts for 20 in the fourth. That's just that's just how he is. That's how he's built. Feels like he can win a game for you, but he can lose a game for you. He can shoot you out sometimes. Yeah. But I'd rather a, a player be over-aggressive than under-aggressive. And he kind of shot him out of game one. He kept shooting and six for 23. And he, I, I think he wasn't deferring as much as he should have in game one, and it hurt him. But we also saw the flip side in game three for Middleton. It's amazing that the Hawks are this far, because that that's that lineup is banged up. Now you got Trey Young banged up. Um, you know, it's a, it's a credit to Nate McMillan and that team. Uh, but, you know, I look at that that lineup and that bench, and I go, I wonder what they'll be like at full strength next season. Well, it, you get DeAndre Hunter back. I give uh, Boyan Bogdanovich a lot of credit. Playing on one leg. He looked a little bit better early on uh, in game three last night. 
uh, or excuse me, in game four, but it just wasn't quite the same effectiveness that we saw early on in, in these playoffs and certainly towards the, the end of the regular season to take some pressure off Trey. Then when Trey tweaks his ankle, he came back. He wasn't absolutely – you just don't know where the scoring is going to come from. It's been by committee for them to get to this point. But with all those guys banged up, uh, this is a tall order for them to – now, again, he could – Trey could be fine. He could be at 80, 85% and still put on a, a great performance. But with Holiday dogging him, picking him up full, being very physical with him, if he can't get around them, and then sometimes when they switch off Giannis on him with that size and length, and then they're funneling him to Brook Lopez, it, it's a tall order. I, I agree with you. I give Nate and his staff a lot of credit. Um, but maybe the end is, is near here. I'm not saying Atlanta cannot come back, but if Trey is not at close to 100% and making some of those crazy shots that we saw before the injury last night, it's going to be very difficult for Atlanta. You got Clippers Suns coming up tonight, but I I can't help but think every time I see a cutaway of Kawhi Leonard, what's his future in playing with this knee that feels like this is going to be there the rest of his career? And does he want to be here? You know, it, I don't know. I I he's he's a mystery here. He's up in the suite, not even down on the floor. I, I don't know. What do you gather out of this situation? <laughs> He's a hard dude to figure out, right? Yeah. I, I don't think anyone knows but Kawhi. I, I'm sure his teammates know his intentions. And I'm not saying Kawhi's a bad guy. I love Kawhi. You know, from the same hometown. I love his demeanor. I love his game. But, uh, look, a knee issue is serious. The, the fact that we're not getting any updates on it tells me more than, you know, I need to know. Because I don't think he's coming back in the series, even if it goes seven or if they get – you know, to the NBA finals. Um, but it, it it's a little weird that instead of being up in a suite, he would be on the floor because I, as a teammate, I, I could get more information from a two-time finals MVP in real time as opposed to him just coming down at halftime, you know, saying, hey, do this, do that, or I see this. I would much rather have my MVP, you know, on the bench, you know, giving Paul George uh, – you know, giving Patrick Beverly, giving Terrence Mann, who's played unbelievable. I mean, Mann could really use a lot of these this information from Kawhi, but it is what it is. I mean, it doesn't diminish how great of a player he is. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to invest. Like, the Clippers are invested in him, but do I want to have a guy who is, you know, there? there's – he's high-maintenance. Like you, you, you really have to gear for him for the regular season. Everything about it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. As as they move on, do you move on with Kawhi Leonard? Well, if I'm a franchise, I'm moving on with Kawhi. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's a when healthy and whole. Yeah, but I don't know soft. if he will be. But you saw in that in that Dallas series alone. In the fourth quarter. Oh, I know. I shot. love it. I just don't know how consistent that is, Reg. I don't know as they move forward. That knee's not getting any better. Feels like Look, it's chronic. It feels like it's going to be there the rest of his career. What you want to do is manage Kawhi until you get to the playoffs. And knock on wood that he doesn't get hurt like he did now. With no games and back-to-back, if he can stay healthy, his history has proven that he is a – you know, Hall of Famer, two-time MVP type player, defensive player. So when healthy and whole, yeah. I'm rolling with Kawhi. You got to get him there. That's the problem. I know. You got to manage and get him there. Once you're there, you let him take over. If you're Damian Lillard, do you want to stay in Portland? You're bringing in Chauncey Billups. Like, what is, like, what's that mean for Damian Lillard? Is that going to improve their chances dramatically that they're going to, he's going to play in meaningful games? Well, I think the next three, four months are going to be very important in terms of what kind of moves Chauncey and that leadership group of the Blazers do. Because you're, 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 I agree, you're going to have to show Damian Lillard, okay, I'm serious about winning the championship here. Because, look, of all the players that have asked to be traded and 
Lillard has never said one word. He's been a ride or die with them. I think Chauncey was a great hire for them. I do. Having played against Chauncey, I know his mindset. He's a great communicator. He's a great leader. Um, he's been around. He's a champion. And it's going to have to have some heartfelt conversations between Chauncey and Lillard. And Lillard has to be open and honest in, in, in terms of what he wants. Who would you love to play with? How can we go about executing that and bringing them in? You know, what do you need? Those conversations need to be had, and they need to be had soon. And then you've got to put that on pen to paper and try to go out and build a team around them. Yeah, it's going to be tough. You think so? Well, I, I just don't know. Do you have Dame and, and C.J. McCollum? You know, is that? I think a move maybe has to be made. Yeah. It was C.J. I, I, I could see C.J. being on the move because you can get something for McCollum. Yeah. You can get a, a draft pick and a veteran player, depending on where it is. You can get some pieces for McCollum. But, you know, Nurkic is always hurt. What do you do with him? Uh, Zach Collins missed all of last year, always hurt. So, I mean, you got to get some guys that are not as injury prone, that have some experience, and that can win some ball games or help you win some ball games along with Lillard. Uh, Reg will be on the call with Marv Albert. When's your next game? Tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Okay. What are you doing all day? I'm going to go for a run right here in the A and just relax, get ready for tonight's, uh, you know, Suns Clippers game. Are you big in Atlanta? I'm huge in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Those fans probably they're 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 not mean spirited down there. No, not here. Yeah, no. yeah. they're they're lovable. They're like teddy bears here. Yeah, not at all. Did you play against Dominique? Of course. Yes. All right. Did he ever yeah. dunk? No, you never. He, he never. No. No. Olay, you... go ahead. Olay, Dominique. Olay to the hoop. That was Derek McKee's job. Oh, poor... I was trying to. I was locking up Randy Whitman and, and John Battle. Uh, those were my. Those were my defensive assignments right there for the Hawks. Wow. <laughs> you locking up Randy Whitman? Hey. That was one guy. Look, I know I was faster than Randy <laughs> ba Whitman. Baseline jumper, Randy Whitman. That's that's yes. about it. That's all you had to worry about. Curl baseline jumper. <laughs> Curl baseline jumper. <laughs> all right, Reg. Good to talk to you, buddy. Thank you, Theodore. Love you, Danette. That's Reggie Miller. Be on the call tomorrow night with uh, Marv Albert Eastern Conference Finals. Bucks and the Hawks on TNT. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? along with my fellow pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Scotty Pippen's released his own bourbon. It's called Digits with uh, acclaimed Napa winemaker and distiller Dave Finney of Savage and Cook. He also has a popcorn snack coming out called Husk, has a memoir called Unguarded. That's coming out later on this fall. He's uh, he's a mogul. He's Scotty Pippen on the program. Scotty, how are you? I'm great, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, when's la- I'm trying to think the last time we spoke. Um, probably uh, six years ago. You're making some headlines here, Scotty. Dan, I'm always making headlines. I need to keep my mouth closed. <laughs> Is there anything that you want to clarify, put in context from the GQ article? Uh, not really. I mean, I think with the Kevin Durant thing, I think that uh, people may not have understood the question asking me, you know, had he surpassed LeBron James? Um, from a standpoint of looking at it at basketball and what LeBron James have been able to do from carrying a team, uh, I don't think Kevin Durant is at a position where I can say that he surpassed LeBron James. Yeah, and you're just being an analyst here looking at this. I, it, it, it didn't feel personal, but it felt like Kevin took it personally. Is, is that how you kind of assess that? Yeah, and that's kind of how Kevin takes anything unless you're praising him and pushing him up. Uh, And I wasn't trying to uh, in any way belittle him. Uh, I think he's a very talented player. Uh, He's shown that by, you know, his MVP. Uh, He has two finals MVPs. But still, um, the question that I answered was based on him and LeBron's comparison. How would you guard him, and how different would that be in guarding LeBron? Well, Dana, I'm going to be honest. The way I played the game, they would have to come back in my era and play. Uh, I can't play in today's <laughs> era. This is a, this is a non-touch game. This is a, a shooter's game where there's not any contact. Uh, I played in an era where the game was physical, and you had to um, – 
physically be ready for that type of challenge night in and night out. It, it wasn't a, a game where you knew you were going to get open shots or you weren't going to get knocked to the floor. Um, so I to ask me how I would guard those guys would be difficult for me if I'm looking at today's rules. If you were, if Durant was playing by 1995 rules against you, I mean, it would it would be a totally different game for him. Uh, he wouldn't be the same player that he is today. Uh, his ball handling would be limited because you could get into a player's body, but not just Durant. I mean, every player. I mean, the, the game had more physicality to it, where you could pretty much guard a player from 94 feet and use your defensive skills to try to take him out of the game. And that's not where today's game is. Although LeBron could play in 1995, the physicality probably wouldn't affect him as much, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying Kevin Durant couldn't play. I'm just saying he would not be that type of scorer. Now, on the other hand, LeBron James doesn't look to be a – a horrific score when he plays the game. He plays the game in a whole different mindset. He utilizes teammates. He 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 looks to be a distributor more so than a score, but he's a very effective score because of his size and his strength. Do you think LeBron would have made the Nets better that they would have gotten in they would have they'd still be playing? I can't say that by saying yes, okay, but um, it would have been a whole different look had LeBron been on the court. Uh, he's more of a distributor. Kevin Durant is a scorer. So you're going to be looking at a guy that's going to be playing more for triple doubles instead of trying to score 40 or 50. I'll say that. Um, help me understand the GQ article where you talked about the 1994 playoff game when – you refused to go back in the game and Phil set up the play for Tony Kukoc. Well, I mean, it's not much to be said. If you go back and look at when Scottie Pippen entered the Bulls and when Tony Kukoc entered the Bulls and who deserved the last shot of the game. No, no, um, no. I understand that, Scotty. I'm just going by what you said. You said you need to read between the fine lines. And then you go on to say it was a racial move to give him, Tony Kukoc, a rise. Yeah. So, well, I mean, if you knew that Scottie Pippen had been with the Bulls from 87, battled through the Pistons and every other team that we had to get to those three championships, wouldn't you give Scottie Pippen one opportunity to get a last-second shot without Michael Jordan? Like, one year without Michael Jordan, can I get one shot? Like, I'm doing all the dirty work. But all of that I understand from the basketball standpoint. But when so, you say a racial move – well, why would, why would Tony, who was a rookie, get the last second shot and you put me out of bounds? That's what I mean, racial. Like, that was Scottie Pippen's team. But, but Scottie Phil Pippen then, was but, but, on pace to be an MVP that year, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, why would you put him in a position not to be successful? Why wouldn't you put him in a position to succeed? Michael Jordan is not there. So who's next in line for you? But have you talked to Phil about this? Because by saying a racial move, then you're you're calling Phil a racist. I don't got a problem with that. Do you think Phil was or is? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, do you remember Phil Jackson left the Lakers, went, wrote a book on Kobe Bryant, and then came back and coached him? I mean, who would do that? You name someone in professional sports that would do that, you know? I well, think he tried to expose Kobe in a way that he shouldn't have. You're the head coach, and you're the guy that sits in the locker room and tells the players, this is a circle, and everything stays within the circle because that's what team is about. But you as the head coach open it up, and now you go out and you try to belittle, at that time, probably one of the greatest players in the game. Well, it feels like he's disloyal. I don't know if that makes him a racist. Well, that's your yeah. way of putting it out, and I have my way. I was in the locker room with him. I was in practices with him. Uh, you're looking for him afar. 
Yeah, and and look, that's why I wanted to have you on. But I go back and Phil designed a play for Steve Kerr when Mike was <laughs> there. And Mike Mike didn't have a problem with that, did he? Oh, I don't understand. You're not you're you're not setting me up to answer the right question. What do you mean, Phil? set up a play for Steve Kerr. He didn't set that play for Steve Kerr. He set that play for Michael Jordan. I thought in the huddle, Mike says, I'm going to throw you the ball. You'll be open at the felon. That And Phil had nothing to do with that? And you don't want to get this show started because it'll take us a long time. Do you know all those cameras that's sitting in that huddle who they was working for? The NBA. So you know who Michael was speaking to when he said that, right? <laughs> that was That was planned. <laughs> That was speaking to the to the camera. That wasn't speaking out of what we're going to have to do, what the play is going to be. That was speaking to the camera. Had John had uh, John Stockton not came down, trust me. <laughs> but that was building his own documentary because he knew he was controlling the cameras. <laughs> you understand English? Yeah. Okay. So all those cameras that was working were working basically for Michael Jordan, <laughs> not for the Chicago Bulls. But did- they were building the "Come Fly with Me," the Air Jordan videos. That's what it was. It that was not naturally spoken. Okay, right. that was rehearsed. Okay. Uh, did you guys understand that he was doing a documentary that last year? We understood from Phil Jackson that the NBA wanted to do some behind the scene footage for the team documentary. That's what we was understood. That's what we were sold. But that wasn't how it all went and died. Uh, you, you just, you, uh, phased out a little bit there with your connection. So, yeah. uh, oh. yeah, yeah. We're, I, I wasn't pausing. I was yeah. I wasn't pausing because I didn't understand what you were saying. Just wanted to let you know, but you feel like, like there's anger with you or clarification or something. I don't know. I'm trying to get a feel I for think this. It's more, I think it's more clarification. Uh, cause you had a great career. I'm not, I'm like, not angry, angry at all. Yes. I've had a great career. Wonderful time um, in Chicago, and uh, it is what it is. But I think there needs to be some clarification, you know, about a lot of things that happened, whether it was in the documentary or through the GQ ad that I spoke on. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know, you know, how you were portrayed in the in the documentary, and obviously it was slanted. But I just, if everybody knew you signed a bad contract, did it need to be brought up? that you've signed a bad con. Like, I don't know. It felt like it was piling up. I I think my biggest thing with the documentary was uh, that Michael, who didn't play in 94, who was selling a video based on the last dance was something that he sort of tried to pull out to show that our winning was all about me. And this is what everybody else did when I uh, wasn't around. <laughs> when because my... he didn't need that in his documentary. I mean, he wasn't on the team. Yeah. You know, and if anything, if you're going to show that you called Phil, why didn't you show f- that you called Phil to bat for me? I mean, I am probably was the only man standing um, who had been there with him back in the early 80s. But yet, he comes back the next year because it was getting good. We weren't fading away. Have you talked to Michael since the documentary? No. Do you want... Not not really talk. We kind of talked during it a little bit, but not, no. Do you want to? No, I mean, I think we've both moved on in our life. There's nothing to be uh, holding on to that went on 20-plus years ago. What did you think? There's nothing for us to talk about that. I mean, we could talk about our life and our families and our 
golf game or something, but there's no we ain't gotta go back and clarify nothing that happened in the nineties. What he, what did you think when he said he was gonna go play baseball? Um I didn't really think about it. I was really uh focused on my own craft at that time, but I thought it was, it was uh, a big decision though. Yeah, it was a, it was a big decision, but it was a it was a selfish decision, but it was kind of uh who Michael Jordan was. And that's was a guy that kind of believed that he can do anything on his own. The relationship was just a we're teammates and that was about it? I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, we were excellent teammates. I mean, I think we try to make more out of it sometime than what it really was. But, you know, we were great court teammates who had a very good understanding of each other and what it took to win. Talking to Scotty Pippen, he has a new bourbon out, Digits. Uh, that's been in the works for a while. How did you come up with this idea? I see... Um, you know, I've been a little boozing for quite a while. I think winning here in Chicago and spending a lot of cold winters here. So I, I used to be a a bit of a, a crown raw drinker. And during the pandemic, we, me and my business partner just kind of um, sitting around talking. And he said, hey, you should create your own bourbon. And he said, uh, I got an idea. And he had been in the wine business for quite some time. So he had a... Um, a little bit of confidence that he could, um, I guess, get through the doors and into Savage and Cook, which is Dave Phoenix's uh, company. What's next? Well, there's a few things. I've got my Hus popcorn, which is a superfood, and um, it's uh, something that we're looking forward to launching here in the next couple of weeks. What's in this book that's coming out in the fall? Uh, just pretty much about my career, you know, starting up, growing up in a small town, Hamburg, Arkansas, and, you know, advancing on to central Arkansas, just kind of, um, you know, my life and what channels and all that I went through trying to get into the NBA and, you know, what it was like playing with Michael and Phil and playing for the Bulls organization. I gotta believe there's going to be something in here that's going to get you in trouble, Scotty. I'm like, Right, there's got to be something that's coming out in this book, right? Dan, I don't, I don't get, I don't get in trouble. I, <laughs> I, I try to keep very trouble. On. Trouble may but, find you, Scotty. I don't know. I, it's just <laughs> yeah. Some, some every time I open my mouth, somehow it seems to try to drive me down a trouble path. But I'm, I'm really not trying to uh, mislead anybody. Or did you, did you ever play Jordan one on one in practice? Uh, no. Nah. How would that have gone? It would have been interesting. Uh, he had his moments where he was at a high, and I had my moments in my career without I was at a high. So uh, it would have been an interesting matchup. But in my era, I never really believed in one-on-one, and that's kind of where the game has evolved into today. By so, the way, on that draft night, when you and Olden and Polonese were traded for one another? Yes. I'm I'm sitting right there, and you guys had hats on. So you have your Seattle Supersonics hat on, and then all of a sudden you hear, uh, and a trade to announce, the Bulls and Supersonics are swapping first-round picks. So you and Olden and Polonese changed hats right there in front of us. It, I mean, it was, it, was, it was wild to see that. You ever wonder what your career would have been like? If you weren't traded, I mean, I would have had some pretty good teammates, especially if we were still landed Sean Kemp, Gary Payton. Uh, you know, it is a team that we played in the finals. So that sort of fit. That would have been My, a pretty good team to, to join. That would, that would have been fun to go against Mike with that Seattle team. I would have been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he would have made it that far. <laughs> If you know what I mean. Well. (laughs) (laughs) See, there you go. You're stirring it up again. I'm just saying. (laughs) Mike needed you. He didn't win without you, right? 
That's what they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with the bourbon. It's called Digits and uh, the uh, popcorn snack called Husk. And then the book. I'll probably be talking to you in the fall because I'm sure there's something in this book unguarded. Scotty, but I appreciate uh, it, Dan. Thank uh, you. Hey, thanks for joining us, and I appreciate you giving me the uh, opportunity to ask you to put this in context. And uh, you're certainly not afraid. That's uh, that's for sure. But thank you, Scotty. All right, thank you, guys. That's uh, Scotty Pippen. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine to noon Eastern or six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.